Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam Mishnah Torah Hilchas Shabbos, Perek Tisha Esrim, Chapter Twenty Nine. As we are winding down the laws of Shabbos, we completed the study of the thirty-nine labors of Shabbos. We completed the study of rabbinic shvus, the rabbinic decrees based upon the mitzvah within the Torah to rest on Shabbos, which included many rabbinic fences around the labors. It also included the idea and category of muktza. We've concluded the idea of eruv tchumim. I'm sorry, not eruv tchumim, but of tchumim of Tchum Shabbos, of the distance one may walk up to on Shabbos and no further, the 2,000 cubits. And now, to conclude over the next two chapters, and, to, and in this chapter, chapter 29, followed by chapter 30, we wrap up with the positive mitzvah of Shabbos. And then moving into the rabbinic commandments of honoring and delighting with Shabbos. Aleph, mitzvahs asei minatero, there is a positive biblical command, the Kaddish to sanctify as Yom HaShabbos, the day of Shabbos, bidvorim verbally. Shenemar, as it says, zoche, remember, and remember connotates verbal, as Yom HaShabbos, the day of Shabbos, le Kaddisho, to sanctify it. That's the idea of what is commonly known as Kiddush. Kiddush. Kleimar, this means to say, Zochreihu, Zechiras Shabbos, mention the idea of Shabbos. I'm sorry, Zochreihu, Zechiras, Shevach, mention Shabbos in a praiseworthy way, Kiddush in a sanctified way. And this remembering or mentioning of Shabbos must be both as the Shabbos enters and as the Shabbos leaves. When the Shabbos enters, we make what is called Kiddush Hayom, the sanctification of the day, commonly known as Kiddush. And when the Shabbos leaves, exits, departs, we make what is commonly known as the Havdalah, or separation service, saying, Hamavdil bin Kodesh Lechol, God separates and divides between the holy and the mundane. Beis tu bezehu nusach kiddush hayom. This is the verbiage, the text of the kiddush of the special day of Shabbos. Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam. Asher, now let me just point out that he's going to say later that we begin with Bore Pri and that we introduce that with the Yom Hashishi paragraph. But that is all introductory. The Kiddush is Baruch HaTo Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kiddushonu B'Mitzvosa V'Rotza Bono Blessed are you, God, our Lord, King of the Universe, who has sanctified us with His commandments and has desired us. And he has given us his holy Shabbos with love and with favor. 
as an inheritance, zikorein lemaase bereshis, a commemoration of the work of creation. When a Jew keeps Shabbos, he testifies to the fact that God created the world. It is the first of the convocations of holiness, a commemoration of the exodus of Egypt. So Shabbos reminds us both of creation as well as the exodus of Egypt. Because you have chosen us, and you have sanctified us. Mikol. Ho'amim, from all nations, from among all the nations, v'shabbos kotshecha, and your holy Shabbos, b'abba with love, v'rotzen and with goodwill, with favor, hin chautonu, you have granted us, as an inheritance, bequeathed to us, boruch Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, mekadesh ha'shabbos, who sanctifies the Shabbos, that's the general text of the Kiddush, in every sitter, give or take a word here or a word there. And this is the text, the verbiage of the Habdallah prayer, again preceded by Bore Priyagofen, as he'll say, and we also add a paragraph of verses, and so on. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who you distinguishes. Or separates between the holy and the mundane. Between light and darkness. Between Israel and the nations of the world. Between the seventh day. Between the six days of activity. Blessed are you, Hashem, God, who distinguishes between the holy and the mundane. And that's the text of the Habdullah prayer. Dalid. Ikra Kiddush, the main Kiddush, is when? Balayla, Friday night. Friday night is the time when we're supposed to make Kiddush. That's the main Kiddush. Imle Kiddush Balayla. What if somebody neglected, he didn't do Kiddush at night? Bein b'shegig, whether it was inadvertent, accidental. Bein b'mezid, or it was intentional. So now Friday night is gone, and he realized he didn't make Kiddush. Mekadesh, he can make Kiddush, and he can continue to make up and recite Kiddush, all day. So if you didn't make Kiddush Friday night, you do it Shabbos morning, you do it Shabbos afternoon. If there's still Shabbos, you can still do Kiddush. What if he missed the Abdullah service? It's Saturday night, and he didn't say Abdullah. <clears throat> Forgot to say Abdullah. He could do it Sunday. In fact, not only Sunday, but he could do it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Or Mabdil Vahilach, he can do Habdullah as a makeup. Ad Seif Yem Shlishi, till the end of the day of Tuesday, till sunset on Tuesday. Why Tuesday? <clears throat> because Tuesday marks the end of the first three days of the week. First three days of the week in a seven day week are still connected to the past Shabbos. Wednesday is the middle. That's why it's called Mitvach, because it's in Mitvach, it's in the middle of the week. For those of you who speak Spanish, I mean Yiddish. So Habdullah could be said until the end of Tuesday. Abel, but, or Ur, the 
blessing we make for fire, bore ma'ore ho'esh, should only be made on Saturday night. Sunday morning, the fact that we're using flame is no big deal. It's not news anymore. Saturday night, we have the flame blessing with all of its details. Now, here he brings down a halacha that some people are not familiar with. It is forbidden for a person to eat food or drink wine from the time Shabbos begins until he makes Kiddush. Which means until you make Kiddush, you're not allowed to eat. You see some people, before Kiddush, they're already eating. Why? Because they were absent when they were learning this. Once the day is up, meaning after Shabbos, a person is forbidden to eat, to drink, or to engage in labor, or even to taste anything, even a little sushi, until he makes Abdullah. So until you make Kiddush, you're not allowed to eat. Until you make Abdullah, you're not allowed to eat. However, he brings down here, just to drink water, if there's a need, a person's thirsty, then he may just drink water. And some opinions say that by, before Kiddush, one should even not drink water. What if he forgot and he ate and drank before he made Kiddush? Or he ate and drank before he made Abdullah? It doesn't take away the possibility of doing Kiddush or Abdullah. It makes Kiddush anyway. It makes Abdullah anyway. But it's better not to eat and not to drink. Now, what is Kiddush made on? On what drink do we make Kiddush on? There's a rabbinic ordinance that says the Kaddish, that the Kiddush should be made not just with words, but on wine. And in general, in Jewish life, anything which has to do with sanctity is done with wine. A person should make Havdolah on wine. Even though we do say Habdola in the Saturday night prayer. There's a prayer in the fourth blessing in the Amidah called Atta Chonantonu, and there we talk about Habdola. Still, although, as we will learn, you're allowed to engage in labor, but still, okay, you have to make the formal Habdola using wine. However, after he does Habdullah and he says the words, God, you have separated between, or he who separates between the holy and the mundane, he's allowed to engage in labor, even though he didn't do the formal Habdullah with the cup of wine. So once we do the Atachon Antonu in the Amida, or we'll go a step further, once we say the words, Boruch, Hamabdul, Bain, Kodesh, Lachol, blessed he, Blessed is he who separates between the holy and the mundane. One may engage in labor, but one should still do the formal Havdalah prayer. Now, in the Havdalah, he should first make a bracha on wine, which is why before the bracha of Hamavdil comes Bore Priyagofen. Yachakach. I'm sorry, this is Kiddush. Uh, where are we here? 
This is Kiddush. He makes blessing on wine first, and then he does Kiddush. So Sabri Maranam Baruch Hato Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam Borei Pri Hagofen precedes the Kiddush blessing. He should not wash his hands for bread, according to most opinions. And this is the Rambam's opinion until he does the Kiddush. What is the ritual for Kiddush? And here the Rambam brings down the laws of Kiddush. Like Keach Kos, he takes a cup. The cup has to hold a Revius or more. Eight. 86.6 cubic centimeters. And he should wash it. Wash it from within and rinse it outside. So the cup has to be clean. And then he fills it with wine. And he holds it in his right hand. Now, people back then used to sit on the ground. That's before Al Gore invented chairs. He picks it up a handbreadth from the ground or more. In our case, when we are at a table, we pick it up a handbreadth or more off the table. Now, when he's doing the Kiddush, he's holding it in his right hand. He shouldn't hold it with the left hand as well. He shouldn't help with his left hand. Because that takes away from the sanctity. He should just do in the right hand. And he makes a, bless, a blessing on the wine. And then... He does the Kiddush, the bracha enumerated earlier. It's an accepted custom amongst all Israel, Likres, to read Batchila first, Pashas Vayachulu, which is why we begin Yom Hashishi Vayachulu. So the order is we begin Yom Hashishi Vayachulu, then we say, Bore Priagofen, Vachakach Mavarech Alayayin, Vachakach Mekadesh, and then we do the Kiddush. A person drinks, how much does he have to drink? At least a cheek full of wine. So he says here that a cheek full is slightly more than half of a revius, but this depends on the person. The person takes the liquid, squishes it into one cheek, and that's what a cheek full is. He then gives a little to drink to all of the group for whom he made Kiddush. And then he washes his hands. He makes the blessing. Again, this is a law that some people don't know. Kiddush must only be made when you're going to eat. Which means that the Kiddush doesn't work unless it precedes eating. You can't do Kiddush outside of eating. Ketzad, for example, how do we apply this law? He should not make Kiddush in one place and then go eat in another place because he may have to make Kiddush again when he gets to the other place. Therefore, it's important that when we make Kiddush, we have some kind of meal either challah or cake or, or, or something that is of substance. 
doesn't mean that you cannot do Kiddush in one corner and eat on the other corner. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about separate places. In that case, he asks a question. In many nuschaot, and it's commonplace in the synagogues which follow nusach Ashkenaz, they do Kiddush in shul on Friday night. Some other synagogues as well. You do Kiddush in shul and then you go home. That's just the opposite of what we just learned. Why do we do Kiddush in shul? The answer is, because there may be guests who are eating in shul, and they, don't, they, they brought some food, they left in a shul, they don't have wine, so we're doing Kiddush for them, and they're going to go eat. Who eat and drink there. In fact, he brings down in the notes that in some communities, and more and more communities, the Friday night Kiddush has become less and less observed, because people, by and large, do not bring food, and leave it in shul. In other communities, it became a permanent part of the Friday night meal, of the Friday night prayer. So, that answers the question, if Kiddush is all about food, why we make Kiddush in shul? Friday night. When there's no food. So we said that he makes Kiddush on wine, has the wine, then... He washes netilat yadayim. Then he has bread. But what if he wants bread more than he wants wine? Or he doesn't have wine at all. So then he washes his hands first. Then he blesses. He makes the blessing of hamotzi. And he does the kiddush with the hamotzi blessing. Which is an option. If there's a good reason not to drink the wine, he can do the Kiddush with bread. He then breaks off bread and eats, challah and eats. So that's the Kiddush. There is an option, a challah or bread option for Kiddush. There is not a bread option for Havdalah. Havdalah must be on wine or another liquid, which we'll soon talk about what are alternative drinks for Havdalah. But Havdalah only can be done on a cup of something, wine, or its replacement, never on bread, whereas Kiddush can be done on bread if need be. Ten, Yud, Mishinaskav in the Kaddish Alayayim, Beleli Shabbos. Somebody who intended to make Kiddush on wine Friday night. Vishochach, and he forgot. Not al Yodov Kedim Shiyakadish, and he washed his hands for bread first. According to the Rambam, he makes the Kiddush on the bread. He should not make Kiddush on wine after he washes his hands. Although there are other opinions that say that to begin with, you should wash your hands before Kiddush. Now moving to Shabbat morning, after davening, after services on Shabbat morning, we make Kiddush. What kind of Kiddush is there? Is there the same verbiage, the same words as Friday night with the Yom HaShishi? No. On Shabbos there's a simple Kiddush. 
And this is called the Great Kiddush. What is the Great Kiddush? The Great Kiddush is simply and he makes the blessing. And he drinks the wine. That's the Kiddush. Some people introduce it with verses culminating with Al-Kain Beirach, Hashem es Yom HaShabbos Vayikacheyu, other verses talking about Shabbat, but the Kiddush Rabbah is the, bro- is the bracha. By the way, it's very commonplace in many cultures and many customs, whenever we make the bracha of wine, in Kiddush or Abdullah or in any setting which has to do with ritual, and a, and a community, we say, Sabrim Maranon, hear me, uh, attention masters, listen up. Anyway, so he makes a bracha bore priagofen on Shabbos day, and then he washes his hands, and he can have his meal with the bread. Shabbos day as well, it is prohibited for anyone to taste anything before Kiddush. This Kiddush should also be where one eats. Yudalif Yeshleila Odam the Kadesh. It's okay for a person to make Kiddush on a cup of wine on Friday while it's still light outside. Now that's interesting. It's still light outside, so it's not even Shabbos. How are you making Kiddush? Even though Shabbos has not yet come in, because we can bring the Shabbat in early. We can take Shabbos in early. And he brings down here a very important point in the note, that from that time and on, the person must observe all the Shabbos laws. You can't make Kiddush and then go skiing, provided there are slopes near you. So, making Kiddush, which usually follows doing an early Kabbalat Shabbat, means taking Shabbat in early. So also, interesting law, we can even do the Habdullah prayer while there's still daylight. While it's still Shabbos, not the best thing to do. But just because you make Habdullah doesn't mean it's over. It's over, Shabbos is over when it's over. Because the mitzvah to remember verbally, to mention it as it enters and as it leaves, could be at the moment it enters, at the moment it leaves, or or a few moments or a few minutes earlier. That's why you can make Kiddush earlier. But when you make Kiddush, you have to accept Shabbos. You can make Habdullah earlier. Of course, when you make Habdullah earlier, it goes without saying that you don't use the flame or anything that would violate the Shabbos. But just because you make Habdullah earlier, it doesn't mean Shabbos is over. Shabbos is over on the clock. Yud Beis, Mi Shehoya Eichel Be'erav Shabbos V'Kodosh Olav Hayyem V'Besei Chasudah What if somebody was eating on Friday? He was in the middle of an event. Or it happens when Yom Tov precedes Shabbos. When Yom Tov is on Friday and you're having uh, your Yom Tov meal goes into the Friday night. When Yom Tov comes out on Friday, it goes into Friday night. The Kiddush Olav Hayyem, suddenly it's Shabbos. Hubasei Chasudi is still eating. It's getting dark. What do you do? 
You can't continue to eat without making Kiddush. The answer is, in the middle of your meal, you spread a tablecloth, al hashulchan on the table, cover the challah, and you make Kiddush. So you make Kiddush in mid-meal. You then finish your meal, then you do the grace after meals. So you don't have to first do the grace after meals and then make Kiddush and then wash again. You could just put it, it's called Pores Mapa or Mekadesh. You lay out a new tablecloth and you do the Kiddush. What if he's eating on Shabbos? We yotza Shabbos and Shabbos is over. He's still eating. He finishes eating. He washes his hands. And he makes the blessing. Grace after meals on the cup, but there's a problem. Houston, we got a problem. What's the problem? The problem is you can't drink the cup. Because we just said you can't drink before Abdullah. It's now nighttime. So you don't drink the cup of the Birchat Amazon of the Grace after meals. You make Abdullah on that cup. And if people are sitting and drinking during that gathering, Pesach or Mabdol, he just pauses, does Abdullah, Vachakach, Hazel, Yossi, continue drinking. Yud Gimel, What if he's eating and he finished eating as Shabbos is entering? First, he should do grace after meals. And then he should make Kiddush on a second cup. That's the alternative to Poros Mapo, Makadish. But a person should certainly not do grace after meals and Kiddush on one cup. That's not appropriate. You can't do two mitzvahs with one cup. Because Kiddush is a biblical mitzvah. Grace after meals is a biblical mitzvah. You don't do it on one cup, even though we just learned. You could do grace after meals and later use that for Habdullah. That's different. The Kiddush has to be made on quality wine. The kind of wine you're allowed to pour for wine libations on the altar. The figure, therefore, in if honey or yeast or other components were mixed into the wine, even like a mustard seed size in a large barrel, you should not pay Kiddush. Now he brings down the notes here that in our culture that's not so because wine often has sugar added into it in one form or another. Sweet wines. And we use it for Kiddush. So our custom does not abide by this across the board prohibition of not putting any dvash, anything sweet. That's the way it is in the western countries. When the Rambam talks about Western countries, he's not talking about Montana. Some people permit making Kiddush. And they don't say that this applies, that it has to be like wine for wine libation. It only excludes bad wine, a megula wine that was left uncovered, a mavushal or cooked wine, where you should not make Kiddush on any of those, and even cooked wine, by and large, we do use cooked wines on Friday night that are pasteurized or brought to a certain limited heat. The western lands that Rambam talks about are Morocco and Muslim Spain and so on. Okay.
15. Yayin shetame, tam chemetz, wine that tastes like vinegar. Even though it smells like wine, it tastes like vinegar. If you don't want to make kiddush on vinegar tasting wine, or if you have dregs of wine, mixed with water, ultimately it'll look and smell like wine and maybe taste like wine. Even though it tastes like wine, one should not make kiddush on wine dregs and water. Mayim, when does this apply? When you put three times the water as the dregs. So you have a fourth. But if the ratio is more than that, then it's considered diluted wine. On the Kachanol, you can make Kiddush. If there's a cup filled with water, even though it holds many of the minimum measure of the Kiddush, which is called the Revi'is, holds a lot. Once a person drinks from this, this becomes unfit. It's blemished. When you drink from the wine, it's blemished wine, and you can't make, the next guy can't make Kiddush. Unless he adds wine to it. In Ashar, you can't make Kiddush on the remainder. Because it's leftovers. Which is why we always have to add new wine before we make Kiddush. Yud Zayin 17, Wine that smells like vinegar and it tastes like wine. Earlier we said the opposite. You may make Kiddush. Or wine that is diluted. Back then the wines were very strong. They would dilute them. Raisin wine. You can make Kiddush on raisin wine. Raisins are grapes. They're dried grapes. But they still have to have some moisture, like our raisins, like sun-made raisins. They have moisture to them. I'm getting paid for commercials these days. The condition is that when you, if you would step on them, then the moisture, the sweetness would come forth. Or wine just produced out of the barrel, which we would call grape juice. You can make Kiddush on that as well. A person could even squeeze a cluster of grapes, not on Shabbos, but before Shabbos, and immediately a day or two later, make Kiddush. That's what we call grape juice, kosher for Kiddush. Now, what if you have a country where the national drink of the country is not wine? There are some countries where the national drink of that country is wine. Chamar Medina, it's called. What's the drink of the land? In other countries, the drink of the land is beer. More people drink beer than wine. Even though beer is unfit for Kiddush, it is fit for Habdola, which is why many people make Habdola on beer. Hail the who? Chamar Medina. That's accepted as a drink of that country. You have to know if your country is a beer-drinking country or not. In fact, I don't want to 
as we say, Paskin Shilas, I don't want to make any decisive halachos, but it is said that in America, tea or coffee is a very important, respected drink, and therefore there are people who will make Havdola on iced tea. Snapple. I'm getting paid for commercials these days. 18, Kishem Shemekachin Belele Shabbos. There are people who will not, and they'll say wine is preferable. There are people who cannot drink wine. Kishem Shemekachin Belele Shabbos Umavdilin Bebetzai Shabbos. Just as we make Kiddush on the eve of Shabbos, we make Havdola. As Shabbos leaves, Kach Mekachim Belele Yom Tevim, the same applies to the eve of a festival, or Mabdulin, and we make Havdolah B'Mitzoehem when the festival departs, as well as Uvamitzoe Yom Kippurim, and as Yom Kippur departs. Shekulam Shabboses Hashem Hain. In a certain sense, all festivals are days of rest for Hashem. Also, you have as the major Festival, like the first day, or in the diaspora, the first two days of Pesach or Sukkot, as it departs and you enter into the intermediate days, you go from sacred to semi-mundane. You have to make Abdullah. Over might say Shabbos as you leave from Shabbos even to a major festival, which is a lesser sanctity. You have to make Abdullah. But when you leave a Yom Tov, going into a Shabbos, you're going into a greater sanctity. So you do Kiddush, but you never do Abdullah, going from festival to Shabbos. Nusach Kiddush Yom Tov. What is the verbiage of the Yom Tov Kiddush? Blessed are you, God our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all the nations. And raised us above all tongues. Here the Rambam has some language which is unique, at least from my perspective. Back to the usual text. And God our God gave us with love festivals for joy, holidays and special times for gladness. And you mentioned the holiday, Yom Chagamatzis, Echagashvus, Echagasukas, Passover, Shvus, or Sukas, Zman Cheiruseinu. On Pesach, you would say the time of our liberation. Or on Shavuos, you would say, Zman Matan Torah Seinu, the time of the giving of our Torah. Or on Sukkot, you would say, Zman Simcha Seinu, or Simcha Teinu, the time of our joy. Bi'ahava, Zeicher Letzias Mitzrayim, with love, recalling a, a recollection, a commemoration of the Exodus from Egypt. Because all of these festivals commemorate that era. You chose us, we and sanctified us, above all people, and your holy, your sacred festivals with joy and gladness, you bequeathed to us, Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, Yisrael, he who sanctifies Israel, and the seasons, special times. By the way, if my recollection is correct. We're in the middle of book three of the 14 books of the Mishnah Torah. The book three is called Zmanim, times, because it has to do with all the unique 
mitzvahs that are connected to special times, and we began with Shabbos. So the whole book, which we're going to continue for many, many more chapters as we go into Yom Kippur and all the holidays, culminating with fast days and all, all of that stuff, that's all part of Zmanim, that's Mekadesh Yisrael, he who sanctifies Israel, the Zmanim and the times, not to be confused with the Los Angeles Times or the London Times or even the New York Times. This is Hashem's Times. What if Yom Tov comes out on Shabbos? Maskir, he mentions Shabbos, he mentions the Shabbat in the Yom Tov Kiddush. And he does a combination conclusion. The verbiage or combination is combination. Mekadesh Hashabos, he who sanctifies the Sabbath, the Israel and Israel, the Hasmanim and the seasons and the times. Rosh Hashanah, there's different verbiage, but Rosh Hashanah Oimer 20. You gave us God our God with love. It's Yom Tov, Mikra Kodesh, this good day of holy convocation. Zichrin Trua, a memorial of sounding the trumpet. Shofar, Mikra Kodesh, a day of holy convocation. Biaba with love, Zecher, a memorial. Litzias Mitzrayim, recalling the exodus of Egypt. And then, Kivona Vacharta, because you've chosen us, where Son of Kedash, and sanctified us, we call Amim, of all nations. Udvorcha Emes, Vekayim Load, your words are true and are eternally existent. Blessed are you, Hashem, King on the entire universe, entire earth. Mekadesh HaShabbos, who you sanctify, rather, he sanctifies Israel, and the day of remembrance, and that's the Rosh Hashanah Kiddush with some minor changes, one way or another, in most Machzorim. Chali is b'Shabbos, and if Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, Chosem, he concludes, Mekadesh HaShabbos, v'Yisrael, v'Yom HaZikoron. He includes Shabbos in that conclusion, Kederech, Shechaisim, Betfilah, as he does in the prayer. Chaf Aleph 21, Belele Yom Tov, Mekadesh Alayayin, Kim B'Shabbos. On the eve of Yom Tov, he does the sanctification, the Kiddush, with wine, as on Shabbos. Remain Layayin, what if he doesn't have wine? Ashayim, Asabah, the pastor, he wants bread. Mekadesh Alapas, he could do it on bread. Chaim, Yom Tov, Mekadesh, Kiddush, Shorabah, so also Yom Tov Day. He does the, what's called the Great Kiddush, making the Borah Priyagopan, usually in our culture, preceded by a verse or two about Yom Tov. Kederach Shemekadosh B'Shabbos, as we do on Shabbos. Chav Beis Ketzen Mevarchem B'Leli Yom Tov Shechal Yis Bechel B'Shabbos. What do we do on the eve of the festival, which comes out Saturday night? You've got a challenge. You've got to do Habdola as well, because Shabbos is over. Then you've got to do Kiddush. Then you really have to have a candle as well. So it's very confusing. This is what we call the famous acrostic of Yaknehaz, Yaknehaz, which stands for Yayin, Chidush, Ner, Havdola, Zman. And here the Rambam is going to spell it out. Mevarech, Bitchilim Mevarech, first he says, Alagofen, which is Yayin. Vachakach Mevarech, Kiddush Yomtev. Then he does the Kiddush of the festival, which is Kiddush. Vachakach Mevarech, Alaner. Then he does the candle, and in this case, he doesn't hold the Habdallah candle, but he looks at the festival candle. And then he does the Habdallah, and he separates not the verbiage of Saturday night, 
between the weekday and the mundane, but this has been Kodesh, look Kodesh, between one holy and another holy, because Shabbos is holier than Yom Tov. And now, because Yom Tov begins, he also has to say, Shechionu, thanking God for allowing us to live and to reach this very special moment, which is the Shechionu prayer, which we make as we encounter mitzvahs that only come from time to time. What's the Shechionu business? 23, called Yom Tov, every eve of Yom Tov, as well as Ubelel Yom Kippurim, as well as the night of Yom Kippur. Aimrim, we recite Shechionu. Thanking God for allowing us to reach this special milestone in our lives. Now, in the Yom Kippur Eve, you don't make the Shechiono on Kiddush. Because unless a person is, God forbid, sick, he doesn't make Kiddush. So when do we make Shechiono? In the prayers. In the Mahzer, by the part of the Kondidre service, we have the Shechiono. The seventh day of Pesach, which is still a continuation of Pesach, we do not make Shechionu because it's not a new festival. Whereas on Shmini Atzeres, it is a new festival, which is why we make Shechionu. So the seventh day of Pesach, he doesn't make Shechionu because he already said it on the first day of Pesach. By the way, I'm going to just insert here that we always make Shechionu in the diaspora on the second day if we made the first day. So if you make Shechionu the first night of Pesach, which you do, you make Shechionu the second night. Same goes for Sukkot, same goes for Shuas. If you make the first night, you make the second night. Because this is called Yom Tov Sheni Shogolius, which we're going to learn about in the right place in the right time. 24 say that Abdullah Matzai Shabbos, what do we do Saturday night? Abdullah Saturday night, first we make a brach on wine. And then I'll up some on spices. says that we have an extra soul that is with us on Saturdays, on Shabbos. And when that soul leaves, we're feeling faint. So we make a bracha for fragrant spice and kind of restores our soul. It's called medical psalmim. And then we make a special blessing on the candle, the Habdullah candle. What's the blessing for the candle? He who creates the light of fire. And uh, the Gemara explains that that's because fire, the Habdullah candle, has many different colors. 25, incidentally, the reason we make the blessing on fire is because there was light for the first seven days of creation. And then Saturday night, for the first time, it got dark. And Adam and Eve got terrified. They never saw dark before. So he started screaming, I need a therapist. So then he found two rocks like the Indians, like the Chumash Indians, and he knocked them together, and he saw flame, and he made a bracha. Wow, fire, bore me'orah So that's the tradition of the Saturday night fire. We do not recite the blessing over the flame until we derive benefit from its light to the extent that one can differentiate between the coin of one country and the coin of another country, which is why we place our fingernails to look at them in the light of the flame. So we can make the blessing because we're benefiting. It's forbidden to make the blessing for flame 
uh, for the fire when the fire belongs to an idolatry. It's an idolatrous fire. Because when idolaters get together, their primary purpose of getting together is for the purpose of idol worship, and we're not allowed to benefit from idol worship. And we should not make a blessing. For an idolatrous candle, on an idolatrous candle, nor should we make a blessing on a candle having an association with death. Anything having to do with the deceased. Because that was lit to give honor to the deceased and not to get benefit from. 26. If a Jew lit his flame from the flame of an idolater, or an idolater lit his flame from the flame of a Jew, that's fine. An idolater lit a flame from an idolater, you don't. What if, he's walk, what if he's walking and he's outside the city limits and he sees light? See, these days we have Abdullah candles, it's all good. But back then, there was no Abdullah candles. Any light, you, you made a bracha. What if he's walking outside the city limits, pitch dark, and suddenly he sees light? The question is, are the people in the city that he's approaching, are they idolaters or not? Because if they're idolaters, then we just assume that most candles of idolaters are lit for idolatry. If the majority of people are idolaters, he doesn't make the blessing. Because he can't make the Habdallah blessing, the Borame or Ish blessing, on idolatrous light. But if the majority of the community are Jews, then he can make the blessing. What about the light over the fire of a furnace? It's best not to. What about coals? Glowing coals. If when you put a toothpick there, it'll ignite. That's fine. What about the light of the house of study? If there's an important person for whom the lights are now lit, then you can. If there's a cantor who lives there, the best thing to use for Abdullah is a torch. And that's what we call a Abdullah candle made up of three wicks or more. The Ein Mechazrin. You don't have to go crazy looking for fire like you do looking for other mitzvahs. If he has, he should make a bracha. He doesn't have, he doesn't have. What if a flame has been kindled on Shabbos for a chayla, for a sick person, or for a woman in childbirth, when we may and we must do whatever we can for them. The problem is it was a flame that was kindled on Shabbos. Being that it was licked in a permissible vein, we may make a bracha on it Saturday night. A light that was produced from wood or stone, that's fine too. Because this is the manner in which because this is in fact how man first created it. Fire. 
However, there's an interesting law, custom, that after Yom Kippur, we do not make a blessing over a flame created by man after Yom Kippur. We tried to find a light that rested, that was pre-lit before Yom Tov. These days we use a candle. We have Yorzeit candles we light, or Lebedic and Neshama candles. We use a candle that was burning all Yom Kippur. That's the preference instead of a Habdallah candle. Even though this candle may have been lit for a woman giving birth or a sick person, we can make a bracha, because there was no sin involved. What if Yom Tov comes out in the middle of the week? Here he has the language for the weekday Habdallah. He who separates between the holy and the mundane, between light and darkness, between Israel and the nations of the world, between the seventh day, the six days of activity, as he does Saturday night, so the Yom Tif ending in the middle of the week has the Shabbos night Habdallah, but it's not Shabbos. Why is he talking about separating between Shabbos and weekday? It's not Shabbos. Because he's giving a list of the various things God makes separation in. Now, when Yom Tif comes out in the middle of the week, when the festival comes out in the middle of the week in the Habdallah service, we don't use spices, we don't use a candle, that's stuff that's reserved for Saturday night. Or Yom Kippur night. Actually, or Yom Kippur night is the candle. Similarly speaking, we do not make a, a blessing over spices on the night following Yom Kippur. It's 29. Why do we make a blessing on Besamim, as mentioned earlier, on Saturday night? Because a person's soul is forlorn. If he's all depressed because of the departure of Shabbos. As I mentioned earlier, we have an Eshomah Yaseidah, an extra soul. So you cause it to rejoice and you restore it with a pleasant fragrance. That's the source of the Psalmim. These days, the pleasant fragrance is pizza or sushi on Saturday night. That also restores the soul. End of chapter 29.